Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something, Bronco. With Lori Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Tim Lynch. Lori Lattimore Volkman could not make it this evening. She might join us later. We're hoping. We got fingers crossed, uh, toes too, uh, that she will, uh, whatever is keeping her from the show tonight, she will be able to join us. Uh, Tim, Tim, do you have any thoughts on, on Lori's uh, tardiness, her absence? I mean, she set the time. Uh, we were here. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, it doesn't feel complete, but we're, we're going to, we're going to trudge on because we have a, we have a hope that she will join us later. Well, we have a kind of an exciting show. Granted, there's been all sorts of coronavirus related uh, infections around the league that might put the season in doubt. Eh, Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. However, we have a great show. We're going to look back. If, rather than look forward to the season and, and all the tumult that, that, that could come uh, with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, look back at the 2015 Super Bowl season because who doesn't love to look back at the glory years? As I tap my desk, here I'm going to tap it again. Tim, you're shepherding this series on milehighreport.com. Doing the greatest games of the decade. So from 2010 to 2019, this week, if I ever get time to get another post written, we're hitting the 2015 season. I've gone through and written about 15 posts all through the amazing Tebow year to Peyton Manning's rise and the 2013 season. That was amazing. But really what all of us fans truly care about is that wonderful 2015 season which i'm sure all of us kind of go back and watch those dvds that we might have or go to youtube i was shampooing the carpet uh here at the house (laughs) and uh like like many broncos fans out there i'll just put on an old game just to kind of you know imagine it's sunday uh so that i can have some sort of football on in the background while i'm doing something put on the uh the steelers broncos game 
uh, from 2015, and and it was the one it, it they was, won or the one they yeah. lost. Well, yes, right. The the well, I guess it'd be 2016. The 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 playoff the playoff game. game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk about the Brock Osweiler uh, collapse against the Steelers. Uh, let's just take that one out. Let's just remove that. You're blaming that uh, on and Osweiler the, and 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 the Raiders game too, right? Uh, there was that Raiders game that shut him out in the first half, and then and then just completely crapped himself uh, at the end. Is that not on your list? No. You know, I got six games on the list, and they're all fun. One Brock Osweiler game, though. We're going to give Brock a little bit of love. I just Brock a got a raw deal. I mean, as as all the terrible quarterbacks that came after Peyton Manning, uh, he's he's the one who got the rawest of the deal. Well, you know, we'll always have the whole the fact that. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady had a two touchdown lead on Brock Osweiler and lost. So I was there in the fourth quarter, mind you. Oh, it was amazing. It was we'll, snowing. We'll get to that game. We'll get to okay. that game. Right. Okay. Let's, let's not do the show before the show. Oh, the show is going. Okay. The show is happening. It's going. It's going. Should let's we go should in we... chronological order then? Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so that puts us uh, like the, the best early game. Of yeah. 2015, well, that would be Chiefs Broncos, the Thursday night football game. Yeah, and the criteria. There's so many great games of that in that season. It's hard to pick, but you know we're doing. I did 25 games for the 2010s, um, so I really had to focus on t- the best, most impactful games uh, of that season. And the first one was obviously that Chiefs game. Um, they, they were coming off a last second game-saving interception to win to beat uh, former Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco in the Baltimore Ravens. Was he MVP? I don't remember. I don't care. I don't. Joe <laughs> Flacco? Yeah, no, he was. Yes. Cause, uh, yeah, because uh, we, we had the uh, distinction last year of having two Super Bowl MVPs on the roster, uh, and, and we saw how that worked out. If you're a member of Mile High Report and you're on the site, uh, for any given length of time chatting in our comment section, you know of Arrowhead Pride and you know how much we dislike the users from Arrowhead Pride because they are a loud... It's a healthy trolling. rivalry. Oh, yeah. It's a healthy rivalry. Healthy bands on both sides. <laughs> but week two of 2015 at the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football, it's Chiefs week. It's toxic, you know. The 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 two blogs just don't like each other. This you know, staff wise, we get along just fine. It's the you know, fans in general don't like Chiefs fans and Bronco fans. You know, that's just normal. Um, so in that game, the Broncos were down early, two touchdowns. They Peyton Manning fought back in, got a touchdown to Emmanuel Sanders uh, late, got it tied up. Late in the game, the Chiefs scored a touchdown with just over two minutes to go. Go up 24-17, and in two minutes and – or a minute 51 seconds, the Broncos ran 10 plays with 75 yards, and Peyton Manning threw uh, a touchdown to Emmanuel Sanders for 20 yards to tie it up with like 10 seconds left. Of course, the, the part that makes this game so great was it looked like it was headed in overtime where the Chiefs probably – could have won because they really did dominate that game. If it, Broncos really had to fight to get back into it, so they they're just going to run the clock out. They're going to take one handoff, run inside, and then boom, we're going to overtime. Jamal Charles takes it. Brandon Marshall just makes a play, punches the ball out, lands right in Brandy the Roby's hand. He scoops it. Oh up. my god, it's amazing! Everybody's like, "Oh my god!" The, the crowd's like, "Oh my god!" And that game, I feel like catapulted that team to the season that they had. It had helped them get through every piece of adversity to be able to go into Arrowhead and just take it, steal it from the Chiefs uh, was a huge, I, huge I don't know if it catapulted. Season. I would say it set the tone. It set the tone for the season because it was like a miraculous like occurrence enables right, the Denver Broncos right. to win. Like it, it wasn't like they looked back upon that moment and were like, we're going to dig deep and this thing is going to fall in our lap. Like it always has. Like you're right. That, that came later in week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the miraculous, uh, uh, life-saving moment at the end of the game that, that, I mean, the, how many games they, they set a record, right. For, for most, most games, 
uh, under two or something. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it was. It's crazy. It was crazy. And so, well, it certainly set the tone early, like you said, and I think by week seven or so, it was like they were undefeated, but they the the national media was still like. Oh, this team's like fluky. They, this flukiness can't continue. They're just winning on luck. And then the Packers come in, just like come into town, just wait, dominating. Wait, before we go, before we go into the Packers game, I, I, I have a story. Can, do we have oh, time yeah. for a story? Oh, no, we got story time is podcast time. Oh my God, I got a story. So one of my good friends uh, from Los Angeles, he grew up in Kansas City. Uh, he came out to visit me here in New Hampshire. I just moved to New Hampshire. In fact, today, this day right now, is my five-year anniversary of moving from Los Angeles to New Hampshire. And so he moved, He flew out here, uh, and he was at my house for that very game. Uh, big, big Kansas City Chiefs fan. And uh, it looked like the Kansas City Chiefs were going to get over on the Denver Broncos. And... As like what happened. It, it did like, not oh. happen. And the I will never forget the look on his face when when Bradley Roby came up with the ball. <laughs> it's probably looked at our face too, except completely I, opposite. Emotion. I was like, oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that this happened to you. However, it's pretty mean. <laughs> so that's oh, yeah. great. It was, it was good. It was good. I mean, it broke his heart, but they just won the Super Bowl. So, you know, I'm sure he's over it by now, right? I, I don't know. It sounds like you don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> well, we don't talk about that. You know, we don't talk about that because it's sensitive. 40 what? years of Denver Broncos dominance over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, do we really need to talk about that? I mean, we're friends. Yeah. And plus, yeah. you know, you, you would like to avoid... The Super Bowl win talk, yeah. You were about to go right into the yeah, next greatest the, the win. Next, they had a couple of amazing wins in between, but it was the the atmosphere before the Packers game with the national media just – they couldn't have disrespected the Broncos more for being a 6-0 and team than they did before that game. And they, we they saw disrespected the team throughout every week. Remember, I know it, 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 during the Super Bowl, the <laughs> only person that picked the Denver Broncos to win was Tony Gonzalez. But like, you, it had to be a chief that picked the Broncos <laughs> to win. Everybody else was like, oh, Carolina Panthers are going to run away with this. I know. I'm just saying up until then. We got okay. more stories to come after, but up until then, it was like that I'm was still this. angry about it, Tim. Well, I'm you know, still furious. They did the same thing with the Patriots in this championship game. So it's like, but we're digressing. We're get, okay. we'll get there. We'll, well get yeah, there. Pa- wait, we're gonna go to the Packers game. This is the Packers game. So let's talk about the, first the throwback game. uniforms. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about Peyton Manning. Let's talk about the first game we saw Denver's defense really what we could actually see what it could do on the football field you know Aaron Rodgers was 14 of 22 for 77 yards in that game and his worst game as a pro ever ever. yes ever and he didn't even throw an interception like he didn't the Broncos weren't taking the ball away from him they just sacked a few times as I recall he was sacked three times (laughs) and one of them was was the one that resulted in a safety at the end of the game towards the end of the game so but yeah, it, was so good. it wasn't that he was sacked. He was just under duress every freaking time he went back to throw the football. And nobody was open. So you got you had both sides of it. You had Aaron Rodgers having two seconds to throw the ball, and nobody's open. <laughs> there was one clip I remember seeing after the game. Some guy on Twitter who does film stuff, he, he timed the amount of time that Aaron Rodgers like, danced around in the pocket. And... It was like something like seven and a half seconds, almost eight seconds, where he was trying to find somebody open. He had time to throw. He's just dancing around the pocket, dancing around the pocket. He ended up throwing the ball in the dirt 15 yards down the field because nobody got open in eight seconds. And he was like, this is how good the Broncos defense is. Mm, the <laughs> no-fly zone. Remember the uh, no-fly zone? Remember how great they were? It, was, it brought, brought home a championship. I, I love the no-fly zone. But Arms out. Arms out. Yeah. Yep. That game that game there with all the love the media gave the Packers coming into that game and then the Broncos come out and just freaking curb stomped them. Well, it that was, was like, the, like the, yes. the homecoming game. 
Uh, oh. They had all the Super Bowl 30, uh, many, many Hall of Famers among them, which is kind of nice to be able to say. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they and then they wore like the throwback blue uniforms with the white pants, not the blueberry, like with the stupid blue pants. Wasn't Vardy, that Pat Boland Day too, though? Wasn't it the Ring of Fame? Probably, yeah. I remember saying yeah. distinctly, there's no way the Broncos lose this game, not with Pat Boland being honored at halftime. Go, oh, no, I'm right. It's November 1st uh, was the date he – yeah, I'm right. You know, since you brought it up, uh, Pat Boland's passing. It's, it's yeah. uh, been a year. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's, it's sad, but, you know, he's no longer suffering, and, you know, he'll always be just the embodiment of what us fans feel for the Denver Broncos. You know, he, he built that. So there will always be a ton of respect and and – honor there so and he treated players from what you hear from past players he treated players with dignity and respect and you don't really hear a lot of that about owners from the 80s and you know from back in the day so uh, there's a lot to be proud of as a fan there and hopefully the next transition to the next ownership carries on that tradition with everything that's going on in the league and the world right now, the uh, things the things that we have kind of lost sight of, uh, I will say, I will say number one, uh, ownership situation with the Denver Broncos. I will say number two, uh, remember how the Patriots got caught videotaping again, and like there there hasn't been any. Their dynasty is over, so who cares? Of that, and they're just like, eh, like we're just like it's okay, like we're just not going to do that. Like that was a thing. I don't know. I hope Bill Belichick and Tom Brady combine for about 13 wins, but Tom Brady finishes with one more win than Bill Belichick. That'd be awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and right. Like, also, wait, are you rooting for Tom Brady for to win one more game than Bill Belichick, and they both lose double digits? Yes, yes, I am. I would like, yeah, the 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 I would like the mystique to have some some stresses and some cracks. So yes, I am rooting for Tom Brady to do well. Uh, in fact, uh, just just here on Tuesday, they released pictures of Tom Brady in his new gear. Uh, Back to the Packers game. Demarius Thomas finished with eight receptions, 168 yards. He had some big catches, and then the big story there was the run game. CJ had over 100 yards with a touchdown, and Ronnie Hillman had 60 with two touchdowns. So, and they just they just ran roughshod and really made a statement to the league that we're for they're for real. Um, you know, and then they lost. I think they lost their next two games, but um, you know. No, what, what was down. important about that game was that it was Peyton Manning's last great game as a Denver Bronco. Like that was like the greatest game that he put together that year. 340 was, yards, a touchdown. Yeah, he, he had a damn good game that year. So it was a, it was kind game. of a renaissance for 2013, and then you, you know it didn't, and then it went downhill like pretty precipitously from there. But um, but that was that was like the the moment for for Peyton Manning's career in Denver in the 2015 season. Like that was his last really good game. They lost the next week at Indianapolis. Uh, comeback failed with an interception, and then Peyton that was Manning's, where he got injured. Right, yep. he got injured in the Indianapolis game, and then and then against the Chiefs, he threw like four first quarter interceptions or some crazy stat. Five, and... five interceptions. What? I, I think it was five. That. I think it was five. No, it was four. Brock threw the fifth. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. But he was five for twenty for thirty-five yards and four picks. Which is... <gasps> Look who's here! Oh my God, it's Lori Lenamore Volkman. She's joining us live, not from her mother's pantry, but from an this unknown. Is... I know location. another location. <laughs> I'm trying to hit every single room that I've possibly ever been in in my life. Thank God you're here. Uh, Tim and I were suffering. It was terrible. It was really bad. This was going well. What are you talking about? <laughs> I guarantee I will add nothing to this conversation. I don't know what we're talking about. I just, I'm here with my we're Broncos hat, and that's what I got for you. We're talking about Peyton Manning's worst game as a pro. He went five for 20 for four picks and was yanked for Brock Osweiler. Kansas City. Yeah. Oh, I was at that game. Oh, that City. Had to be rough. 
Oh, listen, it gets better. I was sitting in TJ Ward's box. His family had given me tickets because of an article I'd written about his mom. Peyton Manning gets pulled and TJ Ward gets, do you guys remember? He punched the Kansas City player and he oh. actually, he got benched. <laughs> and Well, he got ejected, ejected. but in TJ Ward's right. defense, ejected. Uh, the Kansas City player deserved it. Oh, totally. Uh, of course he did. Totally. Yeah. But the best part was, because that happened, you know, the box is basically all of TJ Ward's family. So his mom and dad and and sister and then all their friends and cousins, they all left. They left the box and it's just me and my sister and my two kids and the guy with the food. <laughs> <laughs> so how good was the food? Oh, it was delicious. But that game was the worst it was so depressing because of peyton many and then like while we're watching peyton's on the bench and i'm of course heartbroken but my kids they were peyton fans but they were still young enough to like just kind of roll with the punches so they see brock osweiler doing pretty well and they're like getting going crazy jumping up and down and i was so torn i was like i'm happy but i'm sad and tj ward's family is gone <laughs> i do what i'm doing we were talking about the Packers game because that was on the list for one of the greatest games of the year. This was like the two-game skid right after, right? This was probably the low point of 2015. Totally. And, yeah, and and why this team was such a – had the heart of a champion and destined to take it all. Can I just say that the Mile High Report chat room, the Slack chat room, when Peyton Manning threw his fourth interception, <laughs> it – turned poisonous like like that year there was not as much support behind Peyton Manning <laughs> as there had been in years previous and and some of the staff members I won't name names Scotty being ready to skewer a poor Peyton Manning like it, it was I, I had never seen such such negativity and they were like we have to pull him we have to pull him and they pulled him and there was celebration because it, it really wasn't good it's like the dramatic story it's it, it's like it's like the all is lost moment during like a movie you can't tell that story of that season without that moment that chat room is a microcosm of all of broncos country because lots of people felt that way and then six weeks later when brock osweiler gets pulled everybody was going crazy and acting like Peyton was the savior again, as oh if they my hadn't. God, he's back! He's back! Like, as if they yeah. hadn't been upset and just ready to kick him off the team for good six and weeks in, before that. And in hindsight, over the years, I think a lot of us have realized it probably wasn't all Peyton there. Gary Kubiak's offense was, oh man, big thumbs down on that. You know that could have played a bigger role in Peyton's downfall than you know the actual play lead up to that year was we're going to go with this run first offense and his name is ronnie hillman and he's going to be amazing <laughs> we did not give I, i'm not going to say we i totally did nobody else none of you guys gave peyton manning enough credit for what he had to put up with and not complain about you know they put him under center like why do that putting peyton? a round peg in a square hole there. yeah Good job. <laughs> Every game that year, it was like, we're going to run the Kubiak offense. Okay, it didn't work. Okay, Peyton, bail us out. Yeah. And you'd think <laughs> they would have learned from that and just let him do his offense the rest of the year, and they didn't. Stupid. And he, he, you know, he wasn't Peyton of old, so, you know, it all worked out, so I'm not going to complain too hard. But there's a reason why we call Gary Kubiak's offense the Omiba offense. You know, it's just like... <laughs> Is that what we call it? I like that. It works. <laughs> you know, but it all worked out. You know, Brock came in. He won that next game against Chicago, which, frankly, we shouldn't have won, but we did. <laughs> and it set the Take stage that, for. Vic Fangio. Yeah. It set the stage for probably the biggest regular season game that I can even think of of all throughout all Broncos history. The Patriots <laughs> were 10 and 0. The Broncos were eight and two and still kind of reeling from losing Peyton and unsure of who this Brock Osweiler guy was. And they immediately found themselves down big and in the by snow. The, in the snow. And by the fourth quarter, they're down twenty one to seven when they just needed a spark. And a poor guy who was on the Patriots roster for this game 
and wasn't on the Patriots roster come Monday, uh, muffed the punt, and the Broncos recovered. That catapulted the Broncos, you know, C.J. Anderson, 15-yard touchdown run, broke outside and kind of run, ran to the outside and dove into the end zone. I can remember the play. I've watched this game, like, rewind so much because it's such a good game. And they added a field goal, and they actually took the lead. And this was Brock Osweiler's best game. He had a 40-yard completion to Demarius Thomas on one side, and then he hit Emmanuel Sanders for another 40 yards on the other side for a first and goal. And then he threw that beautiful pass to uh, Caldwell in the end zone, the fade where he kind of jumped back. And then uh, it's just it was probably the best three throws I've ever seen from Brock Osweiler all in a row. And they they took the lead late in the fourth. But, you know, Tom Brady being Tom Brady tied it up anyway. And then, you know, that overtime run, I could watch that run on loop with the sound volume turned max to hear the, the crowd because I wasn't there. Uh, but I could watch it on loop. Over yeah, I think over you again. can hear <laughs> Jess and Kyle, right? <laughs> Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. It'll be a 47-yard attempt. On a bright sunny day at altitude, this is almost a chip shot for Kostowski. Anything but tonight. Long of 57 yards, well within his range. Right. But in the snow, on a slippery surface, to send us into overtime. Which he does. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Third and 17 from the 13-yard line. to get to the 30. Brady has to dump it off. Shane Ray got there, rookie out of Missouri, their first round pick. And it's fourth down. So Denver's going to get the ball, and a field goal could win the game. You can't. You can't, you can't take a chance to give New England the ball in midfield. So this is a key play on third down here. C.J. Anderson is the running back. in it was a beautiful moment it was a beautiful game something that we still talk about to this day because we're talking about it right now i had to write the story for kyle because he was at the game and the thing he'd said i bet 10 times was it you got to publish it within three seconds of the game ending like the most yeah, important thing <laughs> is publish it right away because that does everything for our search and seo we tie it up right 24 24 i'm planning on it's probably going to be that the Broncos have to punt. Patriots are going to get it, and they're going to win 27-24. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. So I'm, like, trying to type my headline so I can match that. Then <laughs> C.J. Anderson is busting out. I'm like, oh, my God, he, we're going to get the field goal. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm wanting C.J. to run so damn slow so that I can get this stupid headline right because I'm trying to guess what it's going to be. And then when I realize – He's not just going to get the first down. He's going to get the touchdown. I'm like, okay, wait. 
So it's gonna it's overtime, so we're not gonna kick the extra points. It's just gonna be six, right? It's gonna be thirty to twenty-four. <laughs> like trying to get the freaking headline. That's all I could think about. I couldn't even jump up and be excited. That's so. my life now for the last four years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so after that game, you know, that that's the game where just we're talking about the the moment where everything turned for, for the Broncos season. Um you know, the, the early Chiefs game, like you said, is definitely the tone setter. This was the the moment we all like, okay, this is I think even the players realized we got something here. Let's let's go get it. Um and they went from down two games to the Patriots for home field advantage to closing it out twelve and four and stealing away home field advantage from the Patriots uh in the final weeks of the season. Peyton comes back uh, in that final game against the Chargers. And guess who they have coming into town? The first uh, playoff game in the divisional round. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, who kind of whooped their ass in the second half uh, in the earlier game they had in, the, in that season, in that uh, regular season. Um, no Antonio I, Brown. That that's what gave right. everybody in Denver hope. Like, oh, maybe we can win this game because <laughs> he roasted Chris Harris Jr. In that it was like the first game where Chris Harris felt, definitely was overmatched and he's Chris Harris is a great cornerback. It's nothing. It's not a knock on him. Every corner has a bad game. That game was so boring and it really felt like they were going to lose when they were down 13 to 12 and the Steelers were driving into field goal range. When Bradley Roby made that punch on the ball and DeMarcus Ware just happened to be right there and recovered it. And another thing that was the game where Peyton Manning, like, fell down and then took about yeah. 17 seconds to stand back up and throw. That's how I get up in the morning. So it's like, yeah. I feel that pain, Peyton. <laughs> you know, yeah, someone give him a hand. <laughs> but you're talking about where he did it on purpose, right? Where he acted like he was sacked and then he got up and yeah, threw well, He avoided a, a sack. It was on purpose, and sure. Of, yeah. Yeah, it was then, on purpose. You know, got up very slowly and then. He's very elusive, that Peyton Manning. <laughs> One thing I'm noticing from your list here, uh, Tim, is that is that you didn't mention the the Bengals game at the yeah. end of the season. Where is where's that? Uh, would you really qualify surviving and barely beating what's that quarterback's name again? AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron. I was gonna say it's a muck something. Is that a great game, Jess? Oh, we barely beat it. It was a great game for me. I had a great time. I had people over and we watched football. And now DeMarcus Ware's play won. was a great play. But. Have you ever noticed, Tim, that all of Jess's stories about Broncos games, the highlights he remembers always relate to either a bar he went to in L.A. <laughs> or a bar he went to in New Mexico or friends he had over or a drink he had with his wife before he asked her to marry him? <laughs> That's true. No, I own it. I own it because, hey, hey, Lori, yeah. football is family. It is. <laughs> that should be a slogan. It's true. It's true. It's, I mean, if you only knew how I was able to triangulate people I was with with certain games, like I can't, I can, it's uncanny. I totally can see that. I can. All right, so let's let's fast forward. Let's let's go to the Super Bowl. Can we talk about the Super no. Bowl? Oh, oh my God, I was going to talk about the AFC Championship. Well, but it's it's gone on for so long. The greatest defensive performance in playoff history, and you're just going to be the like, only get out of here, The guys. only mistake was that Von Miller didn't get a touchdown on his pick six. Where it wasn't a pick six, it was just an the interception. The chalk tripped him, okay? The chalk can be a deadly <laughs> gopher time. It wasn't Eric Decker-like, but... It was close. It's close. That's right. That was also that game. There was a while where the longest rush in the game was Tom Brady's eleven yards. I know, and then Peyton, Peyton Manning's twelve yards. And even the announcers is like, "What is happening?" It was like the first half. That was the stat yeah. or something. It was crazy. Well, no other playoff game in NFL history will you find a defense with four fourth downs and a two point conversion to hold a lead in the final six minutes of a game. It's amazing. And Bradley Roby was the superstar in that one again too, right? I mean, DeMarcus Ware he, was a real superstar, but that was probably DeMarcus Ware's best game as a pro. 
And then the following week was Von Miller's best game as a pro. It was actually Malik Jackson who crushed Julian Elliman. Like it was like, oh, you're gonna cross the middle. Boom! The Bye. ball flies way up in the air. Bradley Roby comes with it. He runs down the sideline, and he was like, "No, wait! Actually, I don't need to do anything." He's like, "Wait, what? what? I'm just gonna stop. I'm just gonna yeah. drop the ball. It's fumble." Game I bet half the people in the stands didn't realize that it was a dead ball. They were like, "Oh no, the Patriots <gasps> had the ball again. We yeah, won. We won." Do. And then I realized, "Oh wait, they have to kick off." And then I was like, "Oh man, they could actually—it's that's a two-point game. They can onside kick you. They could recover, and they could kick a field goal." I was panicking at that point. <laughs> no, it's it, the Patriots. The, dude. the Broncos <laughs> could blow it. I've seen it happen. It's not so much that the Patriots. It's just like, like, how are we going to screw ourselves out of this moment? And Tom and Brady. Thank God was, they didn't. Yeah, and Tom Brady was—he was hit twenty times and pressured twenty-six times in in a single game. I mean, you got to hit him twenty-six times. <laughs> Well, and, and remember Gronk, he got just abused. Like they were just, oh, yeah. beat, they were just beating him up, and it was it was great. Which is awesome because that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And he was complaining. He's like, I'm Gronk. Oh, he was totally. Talib was so good at that on that play on that fourth down play when he was whining because from that camera angle that no ref could see, he had <laughs> hooked his finger into his shoulder pad and held him down so he could out jump him. <laughs> He gave him the pinky. He, he did the thumb. Just, <laughs> yep. It was oh, such a great game. Such a great way. That's when I realized the Broncos were going to win the Super Bowl. You know, the Carolina Panthers, Panthers were a great team that year, but they just ran the gauntlet now, of Tim, Super Bowl champions. Now, Tim, I have access to the same Slack channel you had, and I seem to remember a more nervous slash terrified Tim Lynch. No. You're, you're thinking of, like, other times. You're Every other time. <laughs> yeah, like, why would this be any different? Like, you're like, it, it was you're, different. You're going to lose. It's terrible. <laughs> you're misremembering. We'll the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl in that year, I, I lived in Sacramento at the time, so it was in Santa Clara, and they had the Super Bowl City thing going on. And, you know, this was all pregame. So, Lori, you got credentials, so I'll let you speak to the game. But... This was my my experience with my daughter. I brought I took my oldest daughter, went around and explored. It was really fun. I got to meet all all of you guys there. It was pretty awesome. And then the probably the best story that I got was um, my daughter, who isn't a big football fan. She's not really into sports. She Lame. really she really wanted to wear a Broncos jersey, so I gave her uh, the DT jersey that I had, and I wore Von Miller's because there was no way she was wearing my Von Miller jersey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But, <laughs> I love that. I love my daughter, but there's no way she's wearing. No way. Daughter. That was my jersey. But we're we're just hanging out in the big um, open area where they had like where the teams came out and you know rallied or whatever. And um, this reporter comes up and says, "Hi, can I interview your? Can I interview you to my daughter?" And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> so, so what do you think of Demarius Thomas? And she saw who. I was just like, oh. oh no! I'm sorry. She doesn't actually know who Demarius Thomas is. She just wear the jersey to support her dad. And then um, I met the pom pom guys. I did oh, too. They love the pom pom guys. I was like, I hey, met, you on TV? <laughs> yeah, I met the Mad Fanatic too. Oh, I didn't. I didn't get them. The rapper. Yeah. 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 yeah he's great. He's a he's a rapper. <laughs> And yeah. then NFL Network went live with Terrell Davis was in the crowd and stuff, and they were doing like competing cheers for each team. And I arrived just in time with with my daughter to scream for the Broncos, so that kind of wrapped up our day. So that was that was fun, but it was kind of cool. And so we met Eddie McCaffrey and Terrell Davis. It was cool. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Well, I was supremely confident going into this game, so I don't know what you're talking about. I knew the Broncos were going to win. You were Tony Gonzalez of uh, uh, pundits. Yeah. After watching the Patriots game, it was hard for me to see any way Cam Newton was going to be able to do the things he did all year long. And as a Cam Newton fantasy football owner that year, who won me a bunch of money, by the way, in Mr. Jess Place's uh, fantasy league, um, I knew Cam Newton very well. So I just knew the Broncos were just they were going to control everything from the start start to finish and they did 
And you didn't have any shadows of a doubt from previous Super okay, Bowls. I'm a Bronco fan. We, yeah. <laughs> when I say I was supremely confident, I was like, I'm 50-50 sure we're going to move. Past history should be enough to put the terror of total yeah. collapse in your heart. I was very confident at Super Bowl 48. I didn't think we were going to blow them away, but I was sure we were going to win. And Legion so, of Legion of after, break. <laughs> after that whole disaster yeah I, I went into super bowl 50 very cautious but after after we scored on our first drive and so peyton manning looked like comfortable and we didn't have we didn't have the center hiking the ball over his head in the end zone. <laughs> <To> narnia <laughs> yeah <laughs> the highlight of, of super bowl 48 was thunder running and team introductions that was it like the horse like running i was like yeah this is awesome and then it all it like it just turned to crap so the fact that we we scored on the first drive and then the minute von miller got that sack i was oh, like that's when i knew we'd win for sure like i was from 50 percent to we got it we're 100 done. i was saying i knew I we were sure. going to win but i i all of a sudden was like oh my god we have a chance oh my god this is gonna happen oh my <laughs> oh, oh when he got the second one, oh god it was so fantastic i just and then yeah. Coney Ely came in on peyton manning remember that and i was like oh no oh no but it wasn't it wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad we were able to recover it wasn't that bad <laughs> i was very nervous like it, it, let's, let us not forget that this was not peyton manning yeah bad and this was the Denver defense shoving his lifeless body this, across the goal line. This was Peyton Manning. This was John Elway in 1997, basically. It was Peyton Manning managing the game yeah. and doing enough. But, yeah, he, he was his definitely not. His stats are almost identical to Elway's stats in Super Bowl 32. Yeah, that's crazy. Super Bowl 32 was a little bit more of a nail-biter because Brett Favre will be <sighs> back. <laughs> Super Bowl 32. Now, what best a great end, game that was. Best too. ending ever. One of the three times I've cried over football was that day. If Drew Locke has an amazing comeback win this year, he'll cry. <laughs> yeah. Beat well, the Chiefs in this playoffs, I'll cry. Let's do that. If we beat the Chiefs at home, at week all. seven, I'll probably cry. I'm writing 25 of these greatest games of 2010s posts, and I feel like I could have had upwards of eight or nine from that season alone. I really had to just – Absolutely, you could. Have. I had to. I had to just let a few go because I really wanted one from each season because I felt that did justice to the whole decade. You know, I mean, would I trade one of Simeon's wins in 2017? Oh for, hell yeah, you yeah, would. <laughs> you know, but man, I could watch every single game that the Broncos won in 2015 over and over. If you watch. The Super Bowl 50 DVD, where they do the highlights of all the games. So of course, you see all the good parts. Nine of our wins were the defense pulling it out in the under a minute to go in the game or in overtime. Like the DeMarcus Ware, two sacks in a row, the end the game. Bradley Roby scoop and score. Darren and Stewart interception. <laughs> yeah. Every game was something crazy like that. Well, even the about. Patriots game when CJ Anderson ran the ball, you know, scored, that was set up because Von Miller sacked freaking Tom Brady to end the drive yeah. just before in overtime. Like you're thinking, oh, great. Brady got the ball first game over. And Von Miller's like, nope, get out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go watch that DVD again. I love to watch that uh, DVD. Too. You're making me want to watch it. <laughs> Who has a DVD player anymore? Oh my God. I totally have the DVD player. So <laughs> I love how they do that. Cause it's all the drama and the narration and they, you only see the best parts of the game. So it's great. <laughs> and you do like, love... they have the mic'd up versions too, which are yes! awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I'm looking here at your list, Tim, of the greatest games of 2010s. Uh, the first one on your list is Texans at Broncos. I was there. And then a few weeks later, four lines down, I should say, Bears <laughs> at Broncos. I was there. Uh, then uh, you got Patriots at Broncos in the AFC conference game uh, in 2014. I was there. 
and just then rubbing got, it in, man. I, I know. I know. Ever. That was awesome. That, that, that for me, that was awesome. And then everyone overlooks Patriots, how Broncos, great that win was. We killed. We killed the Patriots in that game. Like they were just stifled the whole time. Yeah. There was no drama. It was. It was. It was great. It, it was, was great. Easy. It was crazy easy. <laughs> and then uh, looking here, you know, upcoming, uh, Tim is going to outline Patriots or, or Cowboys at Broncos. Simeon's best game. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed you don't have uh, Jaguars uh, at Broncos from 2015 on your list, uh, Tim. Jaguars at Broncos from when? Uh, 2013, excuse me, 2013. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they scored over 50 so many times in 2013. I really just had to focus on the actual best games. Right I was here. I was also at that one, and that was a terrible game. That was oh. awful. <laughs> <laughs> the only game I really enjoyed from Simeon's career was was the uh, Saints. Game? Will Parks? Yeah, the Saints game yep. when Will Parks did the list. Charlie the Charlie White Shoes Johnson run all the way great. to the end zone. That was great. They changed the rules because of us. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can't yep. jump over the center anymore. And then I got the Von Miller. We're we going to kick their ass game from 2018 with the Cardinals. Yeah, which was a no-brainer, but it was still good because Vaughn they made did good on his ass. promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Drew Locke's game last year against the Texans. So I had one, one each year, 2016, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, they were you didn't have the, the shout-out game against the Jets? No. I had to pick one, you know. I wasn't going to pick two. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, a game was great. It, like, it wasn't really a good game, but it was such a good finish. It was the 2014 um, Chiefs at Broncos. Pot roast knocks down the, the pass, basically in the end zone to win the game. Turnover on downs. They had 11 play, 52 yards. Terrence Knighton with the batted down pass on fourth and goal from the two. So I got the greatest video of my kid going nuts when Terrence batted it down. Actually, first, the crowd went crazy, and my kids were only five and three, so they didn't really know what was going on. But when they heard the crowd, then they like looked around, and then they started screaming. It was so good. My, my daughter just got a – she went shopping with uh, my wife today, and she came back, and she just wanted to show off the Broncos T-shirt that she got because she wants to start repping. So I think my second daughter might, might be in the football event. We'll see. All right. Come on, Sam. The other one was like – I hate about that noise. Get out of my face. <laughs> this kind of draws to a conclusion, maybe the longest episode we've had in a while. Uh, <laughs> mostly because Lori was, was an hour late. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, if there's anything that we have learned from this episode is that we need Lori here for us. <laughs> it makes us sound so much better. I, um, I got to jump right in with my, one of my, you know, best, yeah, my best game story, like crazy game story that I got. It was good. It was good. Yeah, Tim and I, you know, it, it, we missed you. And so <laughs> glad that you were here. And and I'm sure you, after you edit this together, you will concur. Oh, all right. For those of us that are, that are not Lori, that have been listening to us, uh, this has been the Something Something Broncos podcast. I am Jess Place, Lori Lattimore Volkman with uh, Tim Lynch. Uh, we have enjoyed looking back on the 2015 Denver Broncos championship season. Be sure to check in to Tim's series so that you can read all about the greatest games from 2010. You can read all of our stuff on milehighreport.com when my internet is working. And when it's not, um, there's still a lot of content from all the other writers. You can subscribe to this podcast and the other podcasts on the Mile High Report Network, wherever you get your podcasts. We thank you for listening. And Lori, could you say pineapple buttercup? Pineapple buttercup? Thank you for listening. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I don't know. A correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the both up. Both fouls were on the kicking team. Oh, it says recording. We now we're going. Yay! All right. And then I'm I'm sorry. Can I stop you for a second? Yes. <laughs> Do you hear the 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 jet engine that just fired up here? No. 
my my air conditioner just turned on. Oh. I, I'm gonna go turn it off, and then you can you can recap. I'm sorry, <laughs> like it's so loud. It's like, sorry, you were on a roll too. I feel bad. Hold that one sec. All right, you don't hear that at all. It's it's like, I do now. Press it. <laughs> once once it got completely silent, yeah, I started hearing it. All right. So anyway, uh, back to like give, give it just a sec. It's it's still going. <sighs> this is all Lori's fault. Well, you certainly make her work for this one. And. Um, What's that running back's name? He played. He went to the Broncos for a minute. I'll find out. Uh, God, it's right on the tip of my brain. Uh, Jamal Charles. Man, I couldn't remember that. So they he was just sacked a few times, as I recall. Uh, more, like, uh, let me see. Uh, I can check. Five, seven. Oh, it was. It was. It was a defensive stop. Maybe I'm. Maybe Lori can edit this out. He was later. sacked three like, times. He was sacked one time. The twenty tens? <laughs> is that what you want to call it? The twenty tens. Yeah, the twenty tens. Yeah, because you can't call it twenty teens because that leaves a couple of years off. So, so twenty ten. Man, I am sucking at names today. I'm having to Google everything. It's like a Mc. You know, no a... second string quarterback McCarran. from five years. Also, that reminds me our our little conversation earlier about Slack channel during the Peyton Manning terrible game and everybody freaking out. I think, in my experience, the Slack channel is like that every single Broncos game. Yep. <laughs> Everyone is angry and hates the Broncos for like four quarters, three and a half quarters. And if they win, they love them. If they don't, then we knew it all the time. This is terrible. I hate them. They're terrible. <laughs> I'm going to let you in on a little secret. So I will purposely say game's over. <laughs> At, and three minutes into the first quarter after the, you know, the opening drive field goal. And just to, just to twist Scotty's tail a little bit, because I know it just bugs him when people just like, <laughs> give up in the in the first half yeah, or something because because what scotty needs is somebody else trying to twist his tail <laughs> I don't there see it, it is right there oh you can't see it next to floyd little on top that's uh the pat bolin poster that, you, that you they got so out. much shit i can't tell what is what i got so much shit that's right we're not live are we, are we live? no no yeah we're, we're live <laughs> no, we're You've been listening to Something Something Broncos, a feature of MileHighReport.com with Lori Lattimore-Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at MileHighReport.com.